Welcome to the bookshelf at the end of the universe. I'm your host, Elliot, and on the other microphone is our co-host, lovable co-host, Kristen. Hi, I'm Mom. I like that catchphrase now. I really do. Well, thank you. Anyways, today we are talking about West of the Sea by Stephanie Willing. Published by Penguin Young Readers. And Penguin gave us this book, so thank you, Penguin. Yeah, that was a really good book. You really you really do like sending us stuff, Penguin, and we appreciate it. You pre- we appreciate it. Sorry, English didn't work. Anyways, Penguin, you keep sending us books, and we'll keep reading them. Yes. Yes. Anyways, now let's get into the book. All right, so tell me it well, a little bit about this. This book here, Watch the Sea, it's not released yet. And uh, it it was supposed to release on August fifteenth, if I'm correct. All yes, the, yes, that's what I have. So we okay. still have some time for our listeners to go check it out and go purchase it. But this is just like to give you a sort of synopsis on like, do I want to buy it? Do I not want to buy it? But we say buy it. It it, it, was, it was a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book. Anyways, let's go right into the genre. And in my personal opinion, it falls under sci-fi and family. The only reason I say sci-fi is because you have shape-shifting alien creatures, and we'll get into that later on. So what I think is really cool genre-wise about this is it takes place in, like, our regular world. Yes. Um, and the shape-shifters just happen to be there. Yeah. So I kind of like when you have a real-world um like a realistic fiction setting yes uh because it's easier for me as a reader to imagine it yes and as it sort of gave me men in black vibes only with a reason that being because like it uh, it takes place in on planet earth probably around the 2020s and the shapeshifters are just there just like in men in black aliens are just there they don't so, as a librarian, I definitely think that this book is more middle grade than other level. So, if you have a middle school reader or if you are a librarian at a middle school, definitely it's worth worth the purchase. It was very good. Yes. Um content warnings. Uh there was some meant there's a, a lot of depression in there cuz Mental health yes, is a big me- thing. Yes, it's mental health. A big health. topic for the book. I'd say that's about it. There's not really anything else, really. No, I mean, mental health. Um, I'm going to read the the synopsis here in just a second. So, you know, yes. that might kind of fill people in on what kind of some content might be. Yes, but for sure, you- mental health is the big one. Yes, you do that. Okay. So, um... This is a really cool book. Haven is our main character, and she has a sister. Her older sister's name is Margie, and they live in small town, Texas, so just a small town, which I'm going to get into that in a minute. So Haven and Margie's mom disappears, and Haven knows that something's not right, and Haven's trying to keep her mom's secret. So when she disappears, Haven knows that she has to go find her because of this secret. And she knows that if this secret gets out, then that's it. Like, her mom's not safe. So. Like E.T. Yeah. 
So she starts to, you know, uncover some truths about her and her mom and this mythological identity that they both have. And she starts to kind of see things involving her mom's mental health. Her mom suffers from depression really bad. Like it's really hard for her mom to just get up and do a thing. And so it's very, it's, it hits the family really hard. Um, and one night Haven learns of her mom's um, ability to be a shapeshifter. It's the night that her mother disappears and her family has this paleontological family secret of shapeshifting. So that's like, actually, I think super cool. It's a different way to go about the um, growing up story. Not the whole family. Because the dad's left out. Right, right. It's just, it's the mom and the two girls. So, um, so her mom can shapeshift from a human to an amphibious creature known as a Kitskara. And Haven also learns that she has this ability to do it. And she learns how to control it. And her sister has something similar. Her sister's eyes can change colors and they're really like non-human colored and they're really pretty like 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 was it like a pale 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 blue or something yes yeah something like that they're really pretty although uh, i just wanted to mention when i saw that so there's a scene where margie took off her sunglasses Mm -hmm. and my mind switched to jurassic park where the scene where grant took off his glasses oh that's funny as he was exiting the roof of the car and i was just like man I love this book. So basically, Haven is now, um, her mom's run off. Haven thinks she's the only one who knows her mom's secret because Haven saw her mom start to become a Kitskara the night that she disappeared. And so Haven enlists her sister and their next door neighbor, Rye, to steal a coffee truck and they go on their way to find their mom. So they are kind of, when I say all over Texas, not really all over Texas. They are in north, like, I'd say north central Texas, um, north of west. Those of you who are familiar with the Texas geography, north of west Texas on I-35. They take I-35 down to, to Austin, and then they from there head out east to the coast i like how you like even say like they took i-35 i probably won't remember that i would probably just say they took the highway down to austin or something well it's because i i live here um elliot and i our family we live in texas so like those of us who are brought up here like we we know the highways because that's what we have to rely on um so while they're down at the coast, Haven and Margie, they end up at their late grandparents' abandoned home and they try to find their mom. And I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want any spoilers. Because it was a great ending. It was a really good ending. A really sweet ending in and at that. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good ending. Okay, so that's like the basic summary. So they do stop by in Austin. Um, My I will favorite say- scene probably. I will say food is a common, um, like, they talk about food a lot. Yeah. So, I like food, so that made me happy. So, do you want to 
Yes. Uh, I'm just going to give a little info about the author. And Stephanie Willing is a writer and audiobook narrator. She holds a she has a BA in dance from Texas Women's University, also a MFA in writing from Leslie University. She lives in New York City with two sons and two cats and she loves visiting dinos at museums. I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh so yeah, she is a Texas girl. In fact, I reached out to her to just kind of like ask her some questions about the book. By the way, if you are a young reader Email and you want to read, reach out to an author, reach out to them. I mean, unless they're, if they're still alive. Well, right. But like ask your parents, hey, can we email this author? I went to Stephanie Willing's website and there is a place where you can email her, like contact the author. And I did. And she got back to me the next day. Not Maybe not the next day, like maybe 15. No, it was the next day. Oh, okay, I thought it was 15 minutes. No, it was the next day. So um, I just mentioned... Again, if you are a young reader and you want to reach out to the authors, um, definitely do it. I highly recommend it. Do it through your parents' email. Um, ask them lots of questions. Like, I don't know of one author who sits there and goes, oh, I don't want to hear from, from my readers. No, they like knowing that you like their books. So I reached out to her, just kind of asked her some questions about growing up and, and you know, the geography of Texas, because I am through and through a Texas girl. So um, I asked her about, when you say West Texas, do you mean the city West or do you mean the geography of the state, like out? West El Paso. And then Lavon, Texas. I'll get to that in a second. So the town of West Coma, Texas, that is a real city. It is in between Austin and Dallas. And what happens is, uh, not what happens, but there's a really good uh, Czech kolache shop there. Um, It's delicious. Every time we have to go up there, we always end up stopping there. It's fantastic. the family, though, lives in a town called Laverne, and she based that off of her grandma's name of Lavernia, or not Lavernia, of Laverne. Now, where, I, where we live in San Antonio, there's a city nearby called Lavernia, and so I was trying to think, like, oh, how cool would that be if she named it after that? But she didn't. Um, the city is not a real city. It's just a random general city and she said the uh northwest central texas and i just like that she named it after grandma because there's a lot of stuff in here that involves grandmas mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was sort of a nice little detail when i heard that yeah i think that's that's actually really cool uh i asked her about like what is like what inspired her what kind of research did she do because it's it's about dinosaurs you know yeah. it's it's not a normal thing well, i don't want to say normal but it's not like you don't just go out and say like i'm gonna write a book about a shape-shifting dinosaur right and so. then you have to know about the different dinosaurs and the, the different um time periods they lived in so she said that she based um a lot of her research on the Whiteside natural history museum in seymour and she went to the American Museum of History, Natural History in New York City. Um, so that kind of helped her out with that. I mean, other research, but that was like the big thing. And Google. Um, oh, wait. She also said she went to the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History, which 
no, we didn't go to that one. It was a different one. We went to one in Houston. Um, and if you have one of the first editions of the books, there she says there's a typo and an error regarding one of the Permian creatures' ages that she caught when she was doing the audiobook. Now, she didn't tell me which one it is. And I am not that well versed in dinosaur ages. Therefore, someone needs to go find it. I think that's so cool. If you find it, post it on our Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, hit us up. Tell us what it is. Yeah. Um, So that's just kind of like the background of her research on it. I also talked to her about like, hey, what character, like, did you base the characters on anybody? I was trying to figure that out. Um. And so basically she kind of said she relates to Margie because she understands like having to take care of others um, because of her own personal upbringing. She said she was the oldest of four kids and having to take on the responsibility within her house before she went to college. So definitely she relates to Margie for that. yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So on the topic of characters, which character do you relate to the most? Why? Por qué? Because first of all, he speaks Spanish just mm-hmm. like me. Also, he's that person who sort of, yes, he agreed. He's sort of like really excited about the road trip. But also he also just gets dragged along on all the goofy stuff and all the goofy shenanigans they get into. By the way, I just want to mention, I wonder where the author got the idea for Kitskara. Like, where did it come from? Like, did they do, like, did Stephanie do some, like, did she just search up, like, names for alien shape-shifting creature? Ooh, Kitskara, that looks cool. No, I, you know, she gave us a whole bunch of resources, so I'm not too sure about that. Um, Kind of, I don't know, I think it's... And it's, I did search it up on different. Google, and I couldn't find anything, really. Yeah. Okay. So, you said you relate to Rye. Yes. So, can you, without giving any spoilers, like, tell us a little bit about Rye. So, Rye is the neighbor that moves next door. And he came from Austin, which is very different, because you have country girls, and then you have the city boy. And also, just to get off Rye a little bit, we forgot to mention Harry. We'll we'll talk about Harry at a little bit later. Let's yes. let's stay on topic. You're talking about Rye, so yes. stay on. And Rye, as you probably already noticed, he's named he's named after the bread. Well, they they didn't say the bread, but he shares the same name as yes. Rye Bread. So, and uh, what's funny about that is his dad owns a burger shop in Austin. And I was like, yeah, maybe they sell rye wheat burgers. <laughs> I mean, I like rye bread. I don't know if I'd want it on a burger. Um, okay, so that's rye. Uh, I want to talk about Haven. Yes, the main I, character. I love Haven. Haven's my favorite, and I relate to Haven a lot. Um, don't get me wrong. Margie's great. Why? Because you're the shape-shifting alien creature in the family? Totally. No, Margie's a good character. I love Margie. I just feel like I connect more with Haven because when everything's falling apart for Haven, like she's going through big changes, like she can shape-shift, 
and then her mom disappears. She's got so much on her plate that she's trying to figure out. So I think, you know, when you have these characters that just have so much on their plate and so much going on emotionally, and they are very reactionary, which she is. I I get that because that's kind of how I handle emergencies also is I'm very reactionary. I'm very, oh, this is going on. This is what we got to do. Let's do it. So I definitely um, connect with her on that. Now, Margie, though, is cool, too, though. So I don't want to like only talk about the two. Yes. Margie is super cool also. Can you tell us a little bit about Margie? So Margie, as we've mentioned, is Haven's sister who didn't quite get the shape-shifting ability. She sort of just got like color-changing eyes and she's sort of jealous about that. But anyways, she is, she's like, she isn't, I don't think she was as worried about uh, Haven's, uh, I'm not sure she was worried about her mom as much as Haven was. Like, she was like, no, mom is missing. Oh, we gotta go find her. But Haven, No, she was still worried. Yes. It's just we saw it through Haven's point of view. Yes. And Haven sort of had the situation, like, she had to ask her mom, like, hey, why am I transforming? Margie didn't have any of that. And also, one detail. But now Margie was also keeping her own secrets, and I don't want to spoil what those secrets were. Also... Margie stole a coffee truck and did not have a driver's license, so. I mean, country girls know how to drive, like, the moment they can see over the the dashboard, so she knew what she was doing. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if the cops found out about that, it would be in the slammer. Yeah, and the cops didn't find out about it, so they're fine. Yeah. Okay, Um, so those are our three main characters. I know... Elliot mentioned this about Rye, and I want to, like, go back to it. So, Rye recently moved to their town. Yes. Rye is, a, is from Austin. So, he's a city boy. He is a city boy. So, he kind of gets thrown into the country. So, his ability to just kind of problem solve looks different than the girls does. Like, he, you know, kind of thinks, like, oh, yeah, well, we need to get a map. Well, I know someone who has a map. I know where to get it in Austin. So because of him... It's it's easier for them instead of having to drive around here and that gas station to gas station to find a map. Yeah, so he knew, like, this is where I need to be. We need to get there. This is where we need to be. Mm-hmm. So Rai's very cool in that he's very different than the girls. Um, and I mean, I, I sort of like that because if... Like, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem if it was all country girls, but I feel like it would be a little longer because they would just be driving no clue where to go because they don't have as much knowledge as Rai does in Austin. Right. Um, I want to talk about Rai's parents and what they do. So what can you tell me about his parents? First of all, his mom sells wind turbines. Yes, wind turbines. And is she having a hard time selling them? I believe so, because some of the farmers don't want to give up their land. Yeah, they just kind of see it as, like, unnecessary and that it's intrusion on their farm. But they get paid good money. But they get paid very good money. Um, I know whenever we go down to the coast, you see the wind turbines. So they are definitely something that pays off. And it's even on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the cover, by the way, is beautiful. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they, they are there. So, yeah. Rai's mom sells, that's her job. And what about his dad? 
his dad owns a burger shop in Austin. Well, owned. And it was called Wonder Burger. And it had a really little nice catch to it. Mm-hmm. Where you could get any topping you wanted. So if you were like, I don't know, today I want like a chocolate syrup dipped ca- caramelized sugar coated burger. I bet they would give half of it to you if they had it. They'd figure it out. They'd figure it out, yeah. So you've got those characters. Um, what about their dad? The girl's dad. Uh, he's a he's a farmer. He is a farmer. Yes. He's not really talked about that much, to be honest. Yes. Although I did really like him. Yeah, he, I he mean he's cool he's fine. He doesn't do anything bad. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's upset that his wife left, but he's not. Yeah. He's, he's fine. Yeah. Um. Now I want you to talk about Harry. Tell me a little bit about Harry. Harry is a peacock. Specifically, what kind? Uh, domestic peacock. A white, white, full white color yes and how does harry act with them uh sort of very obnoxious but i mean like is harry always with yes yes harry is always with haven um so what's really cool uh to me about using harry in the story is the fact that um Birds are connected to a lot of dinosaurs. Yes. And Harry being a white albino, I assume albino, peacock shows like, hey, this is even more special and even more rare on this property. Yes. That, you know, Haven is busy seeing all the other prehistoric creatures on. So that I thought that was kind of a really cool use of Harry and, you know, kind of like Disney, you have the animal best friend. Yeah. Also, I would like to mention how much Lord of the Rings references this book has. Yeah, yeah. She used a lot of Lord of the Ring references for sure. Yeah, there was like a whole thing with a fossil and Haven said something along the lines of, if I waited any second longer to grab it back, I would have started saying my precious. Yeah, there's there's quite a few in there. Yes. And uh, also the fact that Haven's favorite Sesame Street character is Grover. Yeah. Grover's a good choice. Yeah. Oopa Ova. So, the I want to talk about the cover of the book. It's really beautiful. It's got, it is it's, very um, beautiful. We have here. Do you want to describe it? Yes. It had so there's a coffee truck. Uh, what I can assume is the coffee truck, and it has the headlights on, and you can see the ghosts of prehistoric animals coming out of the lights, and you can see Rye and Margie in the back. And there's the Brazos River and the wind turbines, and it just looks beautiful. And then you have Haven, and it looks like she's about to transform. So you have half of her, like maybe maybe like an eighth of her is human, and the rest of her, like you can see the tail and scales all over her. And it, it's just a stunning, beautiful cover. Probably like one of the greatest covers I've ever seen. It is very pretty. It's got like. Um, if you're a Swifty, it has very lover colors on it for the Swifties out there. Okay, so I want to, am I good? Can I read the portion of the book? Yes, you can read the quote. You can read a quote, then I'll do a quote, then okay. you do another, and I'll do another. So I really like this quote. It's on page 121 to 122. Um, this is about when she first starts changing. Like she's transforming and she doesn't know what's going on um my skin on my face was slimy like i was coated in vaseline i explored my body like a map of horrors 
quirky angles, soft, buttery skin in my joints, scales everywhere else, the curve of the tail from the base of my spine. There was nothing I recognized about this body. I looked around in case Normal Haven's body was nearby, and my mind jumped into an alien's instead. But these were, there were no spare bodies littering the ground. I stepped to the edge of the river to find my reflection. Leaning closer, I tried to see my face. I pushed my hair behind my ears, just as a cloud passed over the sun and changed the river's surface into a mirror. That's when I screamed. The reflection screamed too. So I just really liked that. I thought that was a really cool way yes to um to to talk about that transition and and i i thought it looked it was really nice and even when they were trans and even when haven first transformed uh the description was like very vivid Mm -hmm. uh my quote on page uh, 289 it it's what so it's a old recording of haven's late uh grandma west her dad's mom, and she says, Haven, soon you won't be able to feel me, but I haven't gone anywhere. I'm right here with you, and I will never stop loving you. That's what grandmas and mamas do. They love. I think that is really sweet. It, it's, yes. I hope, hope, fingers crossed, that that kind of st- ties in the author's family into the story with that quote. I mean, I hope so. I, I yeah. It's, I think it, it is really sweet. It's a good, Good quote choice there. Yeah. Um, so she, she's a very good author. I like it. I think also this is very high action packed book. Very high action. Not as high action as like those car chase movies like Fast and Furious or uh, Speed, like that type of stuff. But still very high action. Mm-hmm. It was, it's very, I liked it. It's a really good book. I mean, I could keep kind of talking about it for a long time because it's it's unique it's different it it has a cool feel to it um i don't i mean it's it's different and i liked it for that um it was high action like i said my official librarian uh opinion is if i were to book talk this to a group of middle schoolers i think it would easily get checked out I'm, I I probably agree with you because I mean you can convince almost anyone to read a book. You convinced me to read a Mavi. Yeah, and that worked very well. I'm mean, I'm good at book talking. There's like a few things I'm really good at, and book talking is one of them. Okay, is there any? Yes. Okay. I have my final quote on page three hundred forty, and it, this is when Haven's dad is talking to Haven. And he says, and I'm going to worry my tail off because this world isn't always kind to folks who are different. I thought of Roy and all the kindness he'd shown me from the very beginning. But sometimes it is, Papa, I said. Yeah. That, I, that shows I like that, that there's still some good people left in the world. Mm-hmm. And those good people could even influence those bad people and turn them into good people. We hope. Well, we hope. So, All right. Let's get into the call pile. So, call pile is a way to evaluate and rate books. I like it better than what we used to do. So, definitely just kind of uh, an idea. So, go ahead. Throw some numbers at me. Uh, characters. I gave those an eight. An eight. Do you yes. want to explain why? Uh, they were very lovable, yes. But I just couldn't really relate to some of them because, A, I'm not a country girl. But you don't have to relate to some of them to love them. Yeah, but they were still very lovable. You know, I will also say what I liked about the characters is we were not 
drowning in the amount of characters. Yes, that was that was good because I don't want to have a billion characters to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, atmosphere slash setting gave that a nine. Yeah, I think she. I'll agree. I think she did a really good job of describing Texas because she's from here. Even the scenes in Austin. They Which felt very Texas. Austin was your favorite setting yes. on the book. Yeah. Specifically the coffee truck scene. Yeah. Wild so. stuff happens in that coffee truck. Very silly. It's it, it was one of those where if this was put into a movie, it would definitely like have all the laughs on this scene. It was like a dumb and dumb sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. All right, ready? What's next? Uh, writing style, nine. I just gave that a nine because I couldn't really differentiate it from other writing styles. Plot. Easy. It's an easy 10. Okay. And I gave uh, the Intrigue a 9. And also, just a little side note, I read 100 pages a day. There so you go. Very proud of myself for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, with Intrigue, I was curious, like, okay, where are we going with this? Um, I, I mean, with books like this, I don't want to know a lot about them ahead. Me as a reader. So I was like, okay, where are we going with this? So that was kind of, yeah, definitely had my attention. Like, I wasn't, like, some of the stuff's predictable, but not all of it. So I, I couldn't predict anything that would happen to the coffee truck. No, yeah, I see. Like, I would not have known that. Okay, what's up? Uh, logic, 10. It made total sense. There was no plot holes or anything. No, nothing really. Uh, enjoyment, 10. Yeah. And just divide that by seven. Okay, so that's our number. Divided by seven. Is it going to work? Let's see. Divided by seven. I think you added some extra numbers. Uh, my math is not right. Yeah, you added some extra numbers. Okay, hold on. All right, got the right math. <laughs> we figured it out. That was the me problem. Okay, so that puts you at an average of 9.2857, blah, 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 blah. So round it up, you'd say 9.29. Or just 9.2. Well, I'd say, then I'd you'd say. have to round to 9.3. So 9.2 is fine. Yes. They're 9.29. I so, think I'd say that's fitting. You think so? Yeah. So since you're going off to middle school next year, is this a book you think that you could easily like suggest to someone to read oh yeah very easily okay cool yeah anything else you want to add about the book yeah uh well, i have some extra stuff here and this question some of these questions are for you would it work as a tv show or movie i mm. said movie but it would have to be animated no i think i think a live action movie could be cool i as someone who watches like movies and TV, I don't know. I think I just kind of get disgruntled with a lot of movie adaptations because they try to put a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. And it's like, mm, no, you you put too much in one thing. So I think if they did it like a miniseries, that would be cool. Yes. I, I just said movie animated because I feel like if you try to do it, I'm fine if you do it as a movie or TV show, but I you ha- it has to be animated because if you do it like a... Uh, Live action, you would be using too much CGI to create the Kitakawa. And then you would also be using a lot of CGI on color changing Margie's eyes. So, yeah. I think Disney could get a hold of it and do some good stuff with it. All right, what's next? And if you are a fan of uh, books, authors, TV shows, movies, then you are like, what's the C? What things do you have to say? And I 
have two so like of you. If, if you liked West of the Sea, what else would you like? I put a Jurassic Park movie or book. I mean, greatest sci-fi book ever written. Greatest book ever written. All right. And The Twilight Zone, because that is, like, heavily sci-fi. Yeah, I'll agree with The the Twilight Zone. Um, Okay, the only reason why I'm about to say this one, they're totally different genres, but they very much so have the feel of the pacing of the books. Yes. Um, I am going to say, oh, my gosh, why can I not think of it? Not the Hawthorne Legacy. Inheritance Games? Inheritance Games, because it's so fast-paced. Just like this book. Yes, that's why I would suggest this one. Although it doesn't have the dinosaur thing. Right, it doesn't. Um, Inheritance Games is very much so like a mystery, like clue almost. Yes, so, clue in a book form. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I would definitely suggest, only for the pacing part of it. See, it's hard because I don't know too many, like, dinosaur shape-shifting books. Yeah, this is some, the, like, probably the case I had with some of these books because I don't know, I don't know any books that have anything with dinosaur shape-shifting, so. Right. Um, anything else you want to add? No, not really. All right, you want to sign us off? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, this is the bookshelf at the end of the universe. Happy reading. We're going to go put this book on the bookshelf. And I just want to imagine what a sequel for this book would be like. West of the Sea 2. Margie goes to jail for stealing a vehicle and ha- not having a driver's license and driving all the way to Austin and all the way to the coast. Maybe be East of the Sea. Oh, oh, no, that would be like the ripoff, like East of the Sea. That's true. That's true. Well, thank you for thank you to uh, Penguin Young Readers for gifting us this book. Thank you for Stephanie Willing for answering our questions. And yeah, go get a book, go read. And also my librarian hat is on right now. Please don't deny books to kids. Let them read the books they want to read. There's a lot in the news. It does not. Just let them read. Just let them read. Don't ban books. Don't ban books. Bye. Bye.